Oh, right, all right, all right. We are back with the bubble business. Everything about making bubbles, guys. Thanks for being here. <laughs> um, no, okay. So the business bubble episode, I believe it's episode four. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be the episode where we talk about the next steps or the best next first steps at Hubble. Um, if you guys didn't know, well, maybe you can check out the latest episode, the one that uh, was released before. It's It basically talks about Hubble and how it is the first attempt at bu- building a business that I have with other people. And it's actually quite a big project. So, so you know, just check that out if you haven't checked it out. Um, but anyway, this is the episode where we talk about the next first steps at building Hubble. And, um, well, I say the next first big steps because they are, number one, pretty premature <laughs> in the sense that we don't really have, you know, like this business thing uh, like going on. and We don't have a product per se. We just have like services. But we are almost done with the platform. We basically just have a functional platform right now for an MVP. And second of all, I think that we are moving. We're going to be moving pretty, pretty fast in the next days. And why? Because... The semester is going to end. Yes, thank goodness and amazing grace and amazing joy. Thank goodness that the semester is going to end. I am really happy because, as you guys might have noticed, my passion is not computer science. It's uh, business, definitely. It's it's all of this different uh, jazz. Okay, so what are we going to do at Hubble? What is going to happen? Okay, first of all, I have to tell you guys that I want to talk about three big points. Number one is legality. Number two, transactions. And number three, early adopters. Okay, so I really want to touch on the legality of the whole project. And this is where we have to talk about AUGE. AUGE is an accelerator for a brother, I guess, a sister institution called UCR, which is like the biggest university in the country. Um... So they have this like venture capital event or process. I mean, I think it's a program. Yeah, it's a venture capital program called PITS. And it's for startups and small projects. And we uh, tried to get into that, you know. So we, we really didn't need the money per se. And now that I look back into it, you know, you have pros and cons. You know, you have to be always thinking about your investors, about your, your shareholders, and making them happy, of course. And, and that's something that's very delicate. However, it would have been nice to have the money. You know, it's not like 100% necessary because as you have maybe noticed by now, we're pretty lean. We don't really use a lot of machinery. We don't have a product. We don't have to like, you know, spend a lot of money per month. And um, everything is just basically up there, you know. It's it's, it's internet. <laughs> It's internet and it's on your phone and it's in, uh, in a computer. So in that aspect, we don't we're not desperate for the money, but it would have been nice, you know, maybe for uh, I don't know something, <laughs> probably something. You know what? I think like the thing that would have been most logical thing to do, it would have been to um, sort of hire through professional services someone who knows about administration or design or marketing or uh, legal issues or something like that. Okay, so what I basically want to touch upon this is that 
Auge and and Pitts, basically this this program, they let us go into their headquarters for for some reason <laughs> to just like to have a chat, talk, see how it's going, see because it's like basically the end of the process by now. So at the end of the process, you can like go and talk with experts about the industry and legal matters, and of course, um, just different people who have been in the in the game for pretty long time. And they give you their opinion, and they give you like some key points that you should take and stuff. So we talked with this one guy. <laughs> I really forgot his name right now. Well, his name is Raul, but I forgot his last name. The thing is that this guy, um, he is a startup founder as well, and he works at Auge. So it basically means that he really knows a lot about what we do because he also... It works in the same kind of like the same space, you know. It's like digital product. It's basically a platform that lets you sort of like hop on other people's ride, and it's sort of like an Uber pool, but uh, but different. It has something different. Thing is that that guy knew a lot about the industry, and he really hit us hard in the sense that he he basically told us that our weak point was that we don't really have a differentiating factor which means um, that we're pretty much the same as all these other different freelancing sites like Workana or Fiverr or Gradby. Well, maybe that's not a very popular one, but <laughs> what he basically said was that our differentiating factor, as we were framing it, it was the students. You know, the students were the ones who were going to complete the tasks for the companies. And therefore, the companies would have to pay less for a good job. But what he said was that it really doesn't matter if it's a student or not. You know, like, you could just go into Fiverr or Workana and basically hire people and pay them less. I kind of disagree on, on that end. But, but then he said something that really struck me. That was, actually, having students is a liability. It's actually a bad thing because people are not going to be as confident to put the work that they need in the hands of a student that is actually learning it. And as we said it, we were like, I mean, no, we're pretty confident that people at tech can develop these kinds of things. But, you know, maybe, maybe, just maybe some people are going to be like, you know, trying to like not really get involved with us because of that. But, um, but oh, well. So he really told us that our differentiating factor was not there and that we needed one ASAP. After that, after that beating, <laughs> we went into a room with a lawyer. So so this this lawyer, she has a lot of experience, as I could, I could tell. And um, I don't know, it's just like fun to talk to her. She was a very alarming and very panicked about a lot of things because, you know, she's a lawyer and she sees dangerous. She told us, my job is to sense danger and to tell you where the danger is. Just tell you where your liabilities and your weaknesses are. And that's exactly what she did. <laughs> she basically told us that we we had a really tough thing to deal with. Okay, so being a startup means that you are a company that by definition is disruptive or is doing something different. You know, he's doing a new thing. Um, that not a lot of companies have really done in the past. And because of this, you are breaking paradigms and you're going to be hitting against some pretty interesting walls. And those walls are, in most cases, um, legal 
walls, <laughs> just like Airbnb or Uber or at its time, some of the other companies that were rising up. You know, it, it happens and it's something normal. But in Costa Rica, it is very freaking interesting because we have a very big government. If you guys didn't know, we need to pay a lot of taxes for the social security and it's universal by the way. So that's why it's a lot of taxes. Um, and not only that, if you have a relationship between someone who is, for example, uh, a boss and an employee, It doesn't really have to be called like that. But if you just have somebody who is giving orders to somebody else and who is also paying that person to do that, that is by definition subordination. And that is taxable. <laughs> so therefore, we will have to deal with that, number one. And she also told us that because we're using a vulnerable uh, area of society, or I'm sorry, a vulnerable demographic uh, known as the students, then we should have a lot of of uh, caution with that because, you know, headlines are not going to be pretty for us if something bad happens. But oh well. Uh, after that, she also told us that we really had to think about what would happen in the event of um, of a mistake or just negligence, you know? Maybe the student we thought that was going to uh, perform very well, maybe he just didn't deliver. Maybe he, I don't know, got into an accident and didn't really deliver. What happens with the money? What happens with the time, you know? Um, we thought from an initial standpoint that if we just put a disclaimer at the very beginning of everything, you know, at the, I don't know, like main the main page, then everything was going to be okay, you know? We would say, like, okay, this is a platform, the a service that we're providing, and if you want to get into this, sure you can. Just be very careful. <laughs> mind your own business. M mind you that you should not be putting stuff that are risky here, you know, that you really need and that could go wrong. What you want to put in here are things that, one, anybody could do, but you just don't have the time. Two, Um, something that people at tech know how to do. So it, it doesn't have to be like 100% easy. It just has to be like a little bit technical and that maybe you, your organization really doesn't know how to do stuff. And, and it happens sometimes with design specifically. And, and that's basically what we try to do. But then <laughs> she presented us with this case, you know, the, the famous Amazon um, case. And she told us, like, you know what Amazon does? Amazon is responsible for all of their products. If something goes wrong in any of the transactions or anything, it's Amazon's fault. That also includes the producers. I mean, the suppliers. <laughs> uh, if the supplier that has nothing to do with Amazon just puts their product on their page, if something happens with that, if something bad happens, Amazon is the one responsible So, oh my goodness, I mean, it's like a really big responsibility. It's a big thing that we have to think about. It's either that or we put a huge disclaimer on the front of our page that says we are not responsible for anything that happens whatsoever. And that really creates um, discomfort. <laughs> that is not going to generate confidence in somebody, uh, you know, just as a, a first glance, of course. So so we had we, we have to be... Atomic. Either we go all in or we don't. Pretty binary, in my opinion. And 
And honestly, I think that it it is possible. I mean, it doesn't mean that we're halted. It doesn't mean that we're going to be, you know, stopped because somebody told us that it's going to be hard. No, of course not. That's not what an entrepreneur is, right? An, an entrepreneur is not the person who flails at the first sign of danger or the first sign of of trouble. He actually fights it and thinks of ways of how to get around it or how to to cope with it, you know? I think that's what an entrepreneur is and I really want that. A good thing was that um the team was not very phased at at this whole situation, you know? I thought they were going to be more emotional about it and they were going to get down and things, but but turns out I talked to I talked with them and ju- just like right after that and after some days and they were pretty good. <laughs> Honestly, they really surprised me. Especially one of them um that I will not mention right now <laughs> just for reasons. Um no no, but we're really great friends and I'm very happy that I am in a team with such amazing people. So that's what happened at uh Auge, at the pits process or event whatever you want to call it. Um okay, so this basically leads us to really think about what we're going to do when we get out. And that's going to be very soon because very soon we're going to be out <laughs> in the sense of out of the semester and and I'm just very excited about it you know well we have to think about different things as i mentioned you know one legality which is basically everything that i just talked about with pits and that lawyer two is transactions now this is something that we just discussed by the way and it's how we're going to perform the transactions at the very at the, at the beginning now I uh talked with the professor. The professor is of course the oldest of of in the group. And I basically talked about the lean startup, you know, the lean startup method described by Eric Ries and and he really liked it. <laughs> it's 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 so crazy how people just don't read like amazing books like that and they stay with the old models. However, I talked about the book and, and basically gave him a quick summary about what it was all about. And he was delighted. I honestly could tell. He understood. He learned from me. And that really felt great, you know. I felt great to be able to teach something to an older person who, who was way more experienced in life than I was. Because I had a, a piece of information that, that was very valuable. And, and he took it to heart. He really understood it. And it, it seemed logical for him. And I'm like, yeah, it is pretty logical, you know. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just felt great about it. Um and and that led us to think about how are we going to perform transactions in the platform especially at this very early stage you know because at the early stage as the as the lean methodology uh defines it you have to look for early adopters and this this was the third thing that i want to talk about so those early adopters are the ones who are going to use your mvp which is the minimum viable product for those of you who don't know and it's basically just like this piece of product or this little piece of service that is going to serve you in order to um, validate your hypothesis. It's going to say, okay, you're going in the right direction or you're not. And that is done with minimum resources. That's why you need early adopters, which are basically a niche of, of uh, a niche, sorry, a niche of a very small number of people who really meet your criteria for using the MVP, who are going to be also more forgiving about all the lack of features that it has. And based on what they say, you you measure what what they do, you know, you basically analyze what they what they think about it. 
and you see if it's actually possible if it if if it goes into a good you know direction that's what we want to do right now and and since we want to be as lean as possible i don't think that paying a lot of things for a you know maybe um i don't know a corporation or or a, some some weird legal thing that is going to let us perform transactions in a more formal way i don't think that's like the best way to go because one we don't really know if we're going to need if we're going to change it later on in the future and that's going to cost us a lot of money and a lot of time and second of all i think that because our early adopters right now we're thinking that are going to be small to medium-sized businesses but preferably small businesses in the sense that we can actually talk with the owner. <laughs> so so because our early adopters are so small and so personal, we just, I mean, I, at least for me, I just don't see the value in spending a lot of money, a lot of time in this huge mechanism and platform that all of these uh, formalized companies have in order to perform transactions. So I just thought like, you know, maybe you could you know, one-on-one talk with them, maybe uh, use this application called Simpe Mobile, which is basically an app that lets you um, deposit money through, uh, basically basically through only uh, uh, a telephone number. So so that seems way better for me than uh, spending a bunch of money on a bunch of that. And that's basically what we were trying to do. Now, our incubator and our accelerator at the same time uh, has people in charge, and one of them is called Rita. Now, Rita is basically the top boss there, I guess. <laughs> and what we thought about was to for the professor to ask Rita and um, just see what was the best way to go. Maybe, maybe we're grossly overestimating what it is to to be an LLC or maybe we're underestimating it. I don't know. We, we really need more information on that and Rita can provide that for us. And um, yeah, it's pretty good. We, we also have a pretty good relationship with our incubator and our accelerator, even though they did not give us the right uh, company or, or guidance at this whole pits thing. We basically had to figure out for ourselves a lot of the things. Um, we really didn't feel you know supported that much however we're still in good terms and i really like that i really think that um you know small bad experiences are not are not going to make you uh, stop talking to somebody you know it's just one thing and it is solvable so yeah we're basically on that end right now um and after talking about the early adopters, we really need to talk about the first Hubble services with co-creators. So if you guys didn't know, uh, well, first of all, listen to the last one, (laughs) dang it. But if you guys didn't know, um, our first three kind of of services are going to be one, design, which is most probably going to be logo design. Number two, uh, geographical referencing systems for forest uh and uh forest engineering which is a pretty spe- specific thing uh, i'm really excited about that one because it's like a very specific very technical and the guys who were talking about it and, and who are helping us basically the co-creators they are really nice and and they really know how to explain it and and deliver it and they're really nice i, I really like the that one meeting that we had um and with the design part they were really nice as well honestly uh, but they were just 
like two people or like, yeah maybe just <laughs> like two people who are talking about it but but still I, we feel very supported on those ends our idea was for the third service to be something regarding computer science or software engineering however it seems like it's going to be a little hard at the beginning and we were looking at maybe some other options for services you know to start off and so okay this is a pretty interesting story Costa Rica right now is living through a time of deficit fiscal, which means basically deficit. <laughs> and that means that everybody is tightening their belts. Everybody is spending less or trying to spend less because the money is in debt. And one of the things that the government is doing to help uh, in this situation is to create a tax, a new tax called El Impuesto de Valor Agregal, which basically taxes services and, and a lot of the services, basically every service ever, ever. Um, that includes Netflix, by the way. I think it also includes Airbnb, but I'm not really sure. And of course, we uh, fall into that category. But not only us, a lot of medium-sized and small and big businesses fall into that. Now, when you do the accounting for that, I don't really know how that goes. However, it is something that you have to do every month. And our students at the business management school in in, in tech, we're pretty sure that they can perform, they can do that. You know, it's not something that it's hard. It's just that people might be just way too lazy to, to do. <laughs> and maybe they trust somebody else to do it for them. They just have to check it out and voila. That's the service. We were trying to look, basically what what this is all about is that we're trying to look for the service that is going to provide us for constant cash flow every month. That is something that is very hard to get because, you know, design, um, you know, companies needed some, you know, here and there, but it's not going to be like monthly. It's not something mo monthly that companies are always going to be needing. And with the part of forest, well, I, I'm not really sure about the forest in engineering industry, but I'm betting that it's not that current that concurrent and not it's not going to provide that cash flow that we really want um so that's why we were thinking about going into business administration you know this whole area that people well businesses have to uh, declare and basically make their numbers every single month and that is where the the idea struck us with this new tax this new tax is going to be activated or I don't know how you say it, but basically imposed, I guess. It's going to be imposed by August. So, you know, it's like the perfect timing to um, get out with, with the platform and just try it out. See see if it works or not, you know. It, it, it's just something like very perfect, you know, something that happened like planets aligned i guess <laughs> for this and we're just going to try it out you know we see an opportunity we're going to try it out we don't really have a lot to lose here as i mentioned we're pretty lean we don't i mean if, if a service is not going to be used it's just going to be you know one more record in a database and that's it just nobody uses it we do, we didn't lose money you know performing it um so yeah this is what's going to happen later on at hubble the very next first steps and i'm super excited super super pumped up about this i can picture myself going walking you know <laughs> the city the city of cartago which basically yeah, that's that's where tech is um asking you know small businesses and medium-sized businesses if they need either 
forest engineering things, uh, design, which I think is going to be you know most probable, and three something regarding with the new business administration thing, and that's going to be basically it. So thank you very much, guys, for listening to this episode. Um, I don't know. Uh, just just thank you for listening. Thank you for joining the journey. I guess. And hopefully I'll be getting back to you guys very soon. So thanks. Take care. God bless you. Bye-bye. See you later in the next one.